This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And a very good Sunday morning to you, Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us. Steven Strom here. Marlins fall to the Detroit Tigers on Saturday afternoon, 5 to nothing, in front of the biggest crowd since April of 2017. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Well, the Marlins had a really tough time solving the uh, opener and the rest of the Tigers' bullpen this afternoon. Tigers level this three-game weekend series at one aside after they blanked the Marlins 5 to nothing today. Marlins shut out for the seventh time this season. They've shut out their opponents seven times, but they've now been shut out seven times here in 2023. Marlins today with a loss fall back to 56-49. and 49. This is the 10th inning show, and as we welcome Gabby Sanchez back into the picture here. Gabby, I think we should really just go to Detroit's pitching today. They utilized five guys. Brisky started it. Wentz, the bulk guy, was really good. These guys allowed seven hits this afternoon, walked three, struck out eight, nine, ten. They struck out 12. I mean, Marlins just saw so many different chuckers out there that they just couldn't solve them. Yeah, they just couldn't really solve them at all. And you start to kind of go down the line. Uh, they were able to get four hits off of Wentz. He go win two, four, and two-third inning. They weren't really any getting able to get anything going. They were able to get a guy on every single inning. Sometimes it was with two outs, even with a walk or a hit. They just couldn't get those multiple hits. That's how Miami kind of scores their runs. They didn't just go up there, and it's not just based off that home run that they will hit. You, you go then after with Foley, Holton, Lang, they didn't, weren't able to do anything really in that eighth and ninth inning. But once you kind of fall behind the way that they did, it gets a little bit tougher because all of a sudden now it's like, okay, now we need a big inning in the eighth and ninth. And, that, and that's really hard to do when you're talking about back-end guys. You have to give credit, though, to the pitching staff of Detroit. They were able to at least come through. They were able to do the – do what they were supposed to do. It's go out there, throw some pitches. Unfortunately for the Marlins, they just the bats could not get going today. Uh, your thoughts on Johnny Cueto? Uh, it wasn't bad. He threw two bad. pitches. Two pitches he didn't get back. Not bad. Three-run bomb and a solo shot. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about Johnny Cueto going up there and only allowing four hits, of course, two of them were just really you know, tough hits. One was a home run off a good pitch. It was a slider away. Give credit to the hitter for being able to stay back, uh, Badu, and, and, and hitting it out to left. He, he pitched well. He pitched good enough to at least give the team an opportunity to win a baseball game. That's all you can ask for with your starting pitcher. Uh, Okert, a scoreless seventh. How about Jorge Lopez, a scoreless eighth? He walked the leadoff guy, and then he was backed by the Arise defense. But again, you know, as we kind of look ahead, it, it's so easy to get overly emotional about wins and losses. This is just another game on the calendar. Marlins yep. with a chance to win the series tomorrow. Um, Tigers are not playing great baseball. They pitch great today, and sometimes you just got to tip your cap. But, you know, I thought Lopez, who, you know, if he can figure it out, he might be a big part of this thing moving forward. I think he's going to be a, a real big part. And you saw kind of what he was able to do on the mound and the velocity that's coming out of that right arm. It's really good sinker, 96, 97 miles an hour. He has a bunch of pitches that he's able to utilize and throw. Uh, it's a bright future for sure with him being in that bullpen. 
I, I definitely liked what I saw, at least stuff-wise, from him today because you know that there's nerves. You're coming into right. a new team. You're trying to overdo it. There's going to be nerves there. And even with those nerves, at least he was able to just go after the hitters. That I do definitely like to see from him. But it, it's, it's really come down to hitting. you got to be able to hit and put runs on the board. And you have to be able to get those big hits whenever you have guys out there. Uh, well, Gabby, I do enjoy working with you. And that does not... Uh Tonight's result does not change that, buddy. <laughs> but uh, Tigers win at 5 nothing. You drive home safely. Good luck getting out of here. A lot of yeah, people here today. It's, here it's today. awesome, though. I might be in the car for a little while. Well, make sure you listen to the 10th inning oh, show, I'm, would I'm, you? I'm putting it right on. All right. That's Gabby Sanchez. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Tigers win at 5 to nothing today. We'll take a listen to the highlights real quick. Facing Johnny Cueto in the second inning, there were a couple of men on base. There was two outs, and Akil Badu was at the plate. And batting a buck 39 in his last 27 games. He swings and hits a ball with authority towards the gap. Left center field. Birdie's on the run. He's going to watch it go. He looks up. It's over the wall. It's a homer for Akil Badu. It's his fifth home run of the season. It's a three-run shot. And the Tigers lead 3-0 here in the second. And it was 3 nothing. really. The Tigers would not look back. Cueto threw 11 pitches over the third and fourth innings combined. Worked around the leadoff single in the fifth. And then he was rudely greeted by Riley Green, who was leading off the sixth. He's taking care of this Tigers offense as Green swings and he gets a fly ball. Deep left field. Home run distance. It's gone. An opposite field home run for Riley Green here in the top of the sixth inning. So that was that point. It was 4-0. Cueto was done after 6. Stephen Okert got the 7th. Jorge Lopez looked good as a Miami Marlin for the first time in the 8th. JT Shagwa came on in the ninth inning for Miami. He punched out Kerry Carpenter and Javi Baez. But then Miguel Cabrera, who finished today 2-for-4 single, he was pinch-ran for by Rogers. And the next man to bat was the pinch hitter, Zach Short. There's Short. The 2-1, lifted in the air, center field and deep. Myers is going back, still going back. Leaps at the wall, it's off the top of the wall. Racing around third, headed towards the plate is Rodgers. There won't be a throw. It's a two-out RBI double for Zach Short. It's 5-0 Detroit. Back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back outings now. JT Shagwa has a lot of run. Tigers only needed the Badu home run. They got uh, five in total this afternoon. Bo Brisky went the first two, did not allow a run on three hits. He was then relieved by Joey Wentz, who tossed four and two-thirds of shutout ball out four hits, a walk and six strikeouts. Jason Foley would finish off the seventh. He stayed out there before he was relieved by Tyler Holton in the eighth. And Alex Lang pitched a 1-2-3 perfect bottom of the ninth inning for the Tigers this afternoon. Tigers win at 5 to nothing. Total from the ball game this afternoon for Detroit, five runs, eight hits, no errors, three men left on base. And for the Marlins, no runs, seven hits, an error, nine men left on base. The winning pitcher is indeed Joey Wentz, who's 2-9 and nine now this season. Cueto, the loser, he's 0-2. Played this ball game in two hours and 38 minutes in front of a crowd of 32,936 here at Lone Depot Park today. What a phenomenal crowd it was. It is the largest crowd since April of 2017. It is the biggest crowd under the Marlins' current ownership group. And the number of tickets sold for Venezuelan Heritage today, it's the most ever for a Heritage celebration. It was a big old festivity. It was a party here at Lone Depot Park this afternoon. Unfortunately, uh, this big old crowd of 
in excess of 32,000 and just shy of 33,000. Watch the Tigers blank the Marlins by a final score of 5 to nothing. With the victory, the Tigers are 47 and 58. With the loss, the Marlins are 56 and 49. For the Miami Marlins on the mound here this afternoon, they punched out eight, and that means that $200 will be donated to AutoNation's Dry Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you. Let's head down and listen to what the skipper had to say, Skip Schumacher, on yesterday's loss to the Tigers. Well, Skip, just offensively, uh, some hits scattered here and there, but what seemed to be the biggest challenge to maybe either finding that big hit or, or breaking things open? Wentz, we had trouble with him. Um, the changeup cutter just kept us off balance all night long. Um, just couldn't string anything together. Obviously, with the opener, um, did well, but Wentz was the story for me, and um, we just we couldn't string anything together. We had a couple times that we had men on base uh, with two outs. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought we just didn't win too many 3-2 counts. Um, that could have changed maybe the course of that game, but, um, you know, Wentz, credit to him, he just uh, he did a really good job against us. Arise, another multi-hit performance, but was it some of the defensive plays that really stood out? Nobody talks about Arise's defense because he's hitting 380, but he's been outstanding over there, position change, and played first the majority of the year last year. And uh, what he's doing and turning really good double plays and diving plays, and um, nobody talks about it. I guess maybe that's a good thing sometimes when you don't talk about it because sometimes when you talk about it, that means you're struggling maybe on the defensive side. Um, But he's been outstanding there. Yeah, two hits. Um, We just couldn't get anything going behind him. Uh, Quato, the two home run, the two oppo home runs, but other than that, how would you, including how would you, how he did? I, I thought Quato did good. I mean, he had a backup cutter that, or backup cutter slider, whatever to do that went out, and um, Riley hit a, a ball that maybe the the fastball caught more of the plate that he wanted, but other than that, um, thought he was really effective and efficient. Uh, six innings, four runs. Yeah, solo home run. You know, I, like I said all along, I'll deal with those three. The three run homer. I think the walk to Baez probably he'd want back more than anything. Um, that kind of created that with you know two outs and you know the Badu home run. But um, I think you know for the most part it was a another quality start for me. Um, we just couldn't get any runs. You got shut out. It doesn't really matter really what you know what happens. I mean we just couldn't string anything together. But I thought Cueto did enough for us to win. We just. We couldn't score today. With the club, <coughs> sorry, club down, and he's only at 83 pitches. Any consideration to have him go out for the seventh? Or? No, no. I thought um, I thought he did enough for us, and uh, after giving up the the other home run to Green, I thought that was probably you know good enough. Um, and you know we wanted uh, you know Okert hasn't pitched in a while, Lopez hasn't pitched in a while. They both looked you know really good. Um, so get them out there for one inning and. Um, you know, was part of the plan going in today. Um, uh, not no matter what, but we want they needed to pitch. What were your initial thoughts on Lopez seeing him for the first time here? I thought Lopez's curveball was really good. Obviously, the the walk he probably wants back. Um, but I thought the stuff played up. Uh, you know, 97, 98 miles an hour with a really good curveball. Uh, he's gonna get he gets righties and lefties out. Um, Thought Mel and our and Beef identified some stuff that hopefully he can can work on and and get him back to um, you know real high leverage pitcher that we we need him uh, to be in. So I thought overall he looked really good.
you said Tanner was getting checked out when we talked with you pre-game. What's the latest on him? Obviously, there was no IL move. Or, yeah, he's day-to-day. Um, he went out there and played catch. He felt fine. Um, he's going to come tomorrow early and go through some of the agility work and long toss to do his routine. But he feels like he's just day-to-day and um, a little sore, but it feels like he's ready to go. So maybe uh, hopefully we dodged a bullet because when he went down, I was fearing the worst. And um, So to have him okay and checked out um, – was a really good sign for us. As a man of baseball, you see the crowd, Miguel Cabrera, the two hips. Uh, how do you describe for you the emotion, the, the, the day for the, the people in here in Miami? Pretty special day. Unfortunately, we didn't come come away with the win. Um, it felt. I went to a couple of the WBC games, and it felt very similar. Uh, it was loud. They were in it. Um, Miguel getting a standing O. He deserves that. Um, I played, or I coached Albert last year it felt very similar when we went around the stadiums of getting a standing O everywhere he went Miggy deserves that and um, he had a couple of big hits unfortunately today but uh, he's uh, yeah special player uh, but um, yeah the crowd was impressive and uh, just it's too bad we couldn't get a win in front of that big crowd I think it was in the seventh the throw by Brian De La Cruz the tag by Stallings that's got to be an incredibly difficult play just what impressed you most about Stallings either being able to to, to hold that tag or the throw by Dela? I thought Dela's played a really good right field That we now that we've had Birdie out there for a couple couple games. That's a hard play for a catcher because there's so many rules around the plate now and you don't know whether or not to be in front or behind, say, uh, you know, with the short hop. Uh, for him, that was a super athletic play for Stalls and uh, to get him in the back um, uh, after a kind of a short hop type of play is, is really impressive because of all the new rules. You can't, like, hang in anymore. Um, you can't go too far in front because you've got to reach. Anyway, he did a really good job of, of navigating that. And um, But Dale has been playing a really good right field as well. So, um, yeah, some some really good defensive plays today. We just couldn't get any offense going. Really, to that, just maybe think of pregame you had mentioned, you guys play a lot of close games. Is that a product of because let's say maybe that lineup not being able to come through certain situations or that's just the way you guys are constructed. Is that something that could change over the rest of the season where you're not playing as many close games that you're maybe breaking through on offense? I'd love to break through on offense. I think that's always the goal is to score, you know, have crooked numbers every inning. Um, the reality is, is our pitching is really good. That We feel like that keeps us in every game. Uh, the games that we're losing, we feel like they keep us in games to help us come back. Um, I think it's a more of a product of that. Yeah, we don't we don't score a ton of runs. Um, there's no secret, but we score enough to keep us in the game and and give us a chance to win late. Um, but I think it's more pitching and defense that we've been you know really good at, um, and the timely hits when we need it. So yeah, of course we'd all love to be up in that game five nothing instead of down. But um, I think the close games are a product of you know some really good pitching, some defense uh, behind them that have been really good. Uh, I feel like the majority of the year. Um, and, you know, the, the timely hits. Johnny Cueto went six innings, gave up four hits and four runs, was efficient at times, especially in particular innings. Let's hear what Johnny had to say after his start. Johnny, some really efficient innings for you, and then just maybe a couple of pitches you would have wanted back. How overall would you assess this one for you today? Yes, muy buenos innings, muy positivo. Par de pitches, vamos a ver que tuvieron fallas. Como tú. Puedes darnos un pequeño resumen de lo que fue tu salida el día de hoy. Bueno, gracias a Dios me sentí bastante bien. Eh, dos picheos, como dice ella, y yo sé que así mismo, el de Bay, la base por bola. 
y el, el jorrón que me dio. Yeah, it was a, I can ask as the, the whole outing, it was a very well, pretty well. Like, uh, like I know, uh, like you said, a couple pitches there, you know, the bass, uh, walk, and then the home run. It was something that kind of shaped, uh, you know, the outing. Where were you trying to go with the two pitches that ended up going for home runs? Sí, donde estaba tratando de ubicar esos dos picheos que terminaron siendo eh, home run. Bueno, el jorrón que me dio eh, el segundo bate, eh, ¿cómo se llama? Sí, fue una recta pegada y se me fue la esquina de afuera y me la sacó, igual que Bardo el core, le tiré al zurdo y también me la sacó, pero dos, el picheo fueron buenos. Pero nada, eh, mantenerse con la hasta el frente y seguir trabajando. Yeah, both of the, of the pitches, you know, the first one was I uh, was trying to go inside with Badu and then it just went on the outside. Uh, the, the other one with the lefty was a cutter, back uh, foot cutter. Pretty and, good uh, pitcher. Yeah, pretty good pitches both and, uh, you know, you got to give them credit as well about yeah, just hitting there. Two starts back in the rotation, how do you assess overall how you look? Y esta es tu segunda apertura ya, de regreso a la rotación. ¿Cómo resume un poquito lo que ha sido de esa No, no, todo bien. Seguir trabajando y el equipo que siga fajado ahí. Y nada, todavía falta dos meses. ¿Entiendes? Yeah, you know, doing well. You know, feeling good. Being out there. And the whole team, you know, we need to keep battling. We still have another two months ahead of us. What was it, did it feel like to be part of that moment with Miguel Cabrera uh, receiving the ovation before his first at bat? Sí, ¿cómo, ¿cómo te sentiste ser parte de ese momento eh, tan especial de Miguel Cabrera eh, recibiendo esa ovación en su primer turno? No, no, un, para mí un honor eh, volver a enfrentarme a él. Yo me he enfrentado mucho y un bateador que hay que darle el mérito. Nada, sé que se va a retirar pronto y nada, está tranquilo con su familia. Toma. Yeah, you know, this is a hitter that... Uh, unbelievable hitter that I faced uh, many times in my career. So it was an honor to, to have that, uh, that, that ovation there. Uh, but um, yeah, this is a guy that an uh, amazing hitter, and uh, well, we know he's going to retire um, next year. We'll be enjoying time with his family. Um, second start, second time um, with Jacob Stallings. How's the chemistry been with him and, and the rapport being with Jacob? Sí, o sea, segunda salida ya con Stalin atrás del plato. Eh, ¿Qué tal ese trabajo, esa química que existe ahí? ¿Qué reporte lo mejor pudiera eh, comentar? No, no, me siento tan cómodo, tú me entiendes. La confianza que tengo con todos los picheos míos, eso es lo importante. Y me gusta divertirme en la loma y me siento bien con él, que echando. Yeah, I feel great with him. You know, I trust him. What's, what's he called? I, I always go out there, try to have fun on the mound, and, and, and all my pitches are, are, are working very well. And I uh, enjoy, enjoy playing with him. All right, that was Johnny Cueto, and of course, uh, translated by the great Louis Durante. We're right back at it this afternoon. It's going to be a 141st pitch. It's going to be the rubber match between the Tigers and the Marlins. Jesus Lazardo toes a rubber for Miami. As always, we hope you can join us. I've got Marlins on deck at 110, 141st pitch. Thanks for winding with us. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.